welcome to another Root Issues, where yes. Steve and I gather around the table to bridge the generational gap and discuss the root issues of our culture. In this Root episode, we are going to have the conversation centered around God and money. Yeah, big topic. Which is a bridge into Revelation 18, as we look at the different cultural systems that the world has ascribed to, versus and the faith system that we should ascribe to. And so I'm going to let Steve kind of bring us in and catch us up. Yeah. Thanks, Chris. Yeah, boy, we uh, are making our way here to the end of Revelation. Revelation 18, a, it's a long chapter and just in great detail of the destruction of Babylon and the, the great city, the, the world system. We've talked about this in the weeks past. It's just blending of the world uh, system of economics with the apostate church spirituality as well that um in the you know as the this end comes it's going to infect the nations not yeah. just a local you know one city one nation you know type of thing and uh i think we circled around this this main theological um statement i should say that really helps us understand uh really um the whole Bible, the big story, the big narrative, the big meta narrative of um, what God's been doing in history you know, mm-hmm. for us. Absolutely. And, and it's, you know, there are two ruling systems. You know, there's not five, ten, three, but ultimately there's just two ruling systems. Um, the first is the world, and its currency is money, and its ruler ultimately is the devil, is Satan. And uh, the other one is the kingdom of God, and its currency is faith, and its ruler is Jesus. And these two kingdoms, um, Revelation is giving us the great detail about the clash ultimately of these two kingdoms. When Jesus returns with the kingdom of heaven to reign in judgment on the kingdom of the world, the kingdom of the world with the currency of money is, you know, John, first John chapter two talks about the the world is basically the core of the world system is the pride of life. It's the lust of the eyes and, and the desires of the flesh. And, uh, boy, Revelation 18 goes into great, great detail about just those things, um, um, you know, just as far as the luxurious living, the sexuality, the um, all these things. You, we're not going to have time to get into the details here, but it also right defines uh, Babylon as this place that's very dark spiritually as well. Yeah. So this is blending this apostate state. Thing we know, we know the Antichrist, right, has the false prophet who will be a world, will be a leader that will operate in signs, wonders, and miracles, right? Yeah. I mean, so not just political power, but also spiritual power, dark power, that yeah. is. And uh, so it goes into great detail in chapter 18 about God's judgment of this system and the great city itself that the world and the merchants come to to yeah. get wealthy and live in luxury and everything. Um, that's just kind of the pinnacle of those things that First John says, right? The mm-hmm. lust of the flesh, pride of life, and yeah. uh, the lust of the eyes. Um, and boy, we look at our own culture here. We get into this, but I mean that, you know, anything online, right, that's yeah. impacting us is, uh, for the most part, is tied to one of those things. And that's just the world. But boy, salvation, the good news is Jesus came, and for Colossians says, to rescue us, deliver us out of the kingdom of darkness, the kingdom of the world, and to transfer us, put us into the his kingdom. Yeah. And uh, that's where the church is to operate. That's where we're to be discipled and understand our allegiance. Citizenship, as Paul says in Philippians, mm. is in heaven, not in this world uh, system. So, uh, you know, I, we're not going to have time in this podcast to get into the great details like we did on Sunday, necessarily, of chapter 18. I do want to point out verse 4 because it's key. In the midst of this, the judgment upon the great city and this world system, in the end, <clears throat> 
this voice from heaven calls out, says, Come out of her, my people, lest you take part in her sins, lest you share in her plagues. So we see this this continual, really, throughout the, all the Bible, come out of her, right? This yeah. call to be set apart, to be holy, to be set apart from the world. And what Romans says, you know, do not be conformed to the world, be transformed, mm-hmm. rather renewing your mind, on and on and on, right? We see this. And even here at the end, there's this constant plea, watch out, church, be set apart, come out of her, right? In other words, do not um, be conformed to the world, this mm-hmm. world um, ruling system. Uh, make sure that faith is ruling, not money. Yeah, right? absolutely. And, you know, I mean, and um, so what we did with this statement is uh, after we went through uh, Revelation eighteen, just kind of verse by verse, we we ended with just several questions. Just I think that let's just kind of spend most of the time diving yeah, into those these questions, questions. Are impactful. So, so let me just jump into those. We can bat them around. Yeah. You know, I think for the younger generations, family, everything else, boy, how, how are we processing for ourselves, but mm-hmm. also for the generations? But, um, you know, with these two systems, I think the, the important thing is, you know, um, if money is the currency of the world, obviously we have to be in the world, but Jesus said not of it. Mm-hmm. So money in and of itself is not evil, First Timothy makes that very clear it's the love of money it's the desire to get rich Um, there's nothing wrong with being wealthy right as paul exhorted timothy to exhort those who are wealthy um to use the riches be gracious but be careful don't watch out that there's this desire to be rich that will destroy faith is what he says so we must learn to submit money and um and those things and all of our desires uh, to faith, right? Yeah. Let our faith rule, submit those to the word of God. And that's just the, Jesus says, deny yourself, yeah. come follow me. So under this is all part of discipleship, submitting my desires to God and mm-hmm. letting faith take over, which um, is rooted in the promises of God. So um, let's dive in some yeah. of these. And, um, you know, I just threw a couple questions out there to, to think about. The first one is why, why did our forefathers come to America, God uh-huh. or money? Yeah, you know, um, and that's a we, we won't spend well, too much time. A mix, here. you know, and maybe a little mix, a little right? Mix. You know, they wanted religious freedom, mm-hmm. but they also wanted to flee some of the taxation and yeah, have a chance yeah, to have exactly. an opportunity for themselves to advance themselves. Right. You um, know. Next question is why is in God we trust on our coins? Yeah, God or money? Well, um, I mean, many people don't know, but that is our still is currently our national motto. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. In God we trust, and so you know. But, I mean, it makes you think, like, you know, are we still there today in God we trust? I mean, you know, for me, it's like, you know, when we start talking about God and money and where the faith is at, I always have to go back to this day and this moment when I'm, like, checking my bank accounts, amounts, and totals to see if I should have a sense of peace or a sense of anxiety for what's coming. And it was, like, dawning on me, like, whoa, wait a minute, you know, the amount of money that I have in my bank account – can give me peace, but it should not be where I go to find peace. If I'm feeling anxiousness or unstable, I shouldn't go like, okay, check the app, check the app, or back in that day, call the 1-800 number, Uh, press star, and Mm -hmm. enter your account number, you know, because it is, it's this concept of, you know, what do we relate to our children, that we are stable because we have enough money in the bank account, or, or we are stable because our faith is trusted in the currency of God. That's it, and, uh, 
you know, one of the greatest, I think, promises of Scripture is, is Matthew 6.33, though, you know, we haven't really taken it at its full face value of what yeah. you said. But he says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these other things. And if you go back in that yeah. chapter, it's clothing, food, it's all the necessities of life. He yeah. says all those will be handled. Yeah. If you seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, basically God says, I'll take care of everything else. Yeah. Wow. What a... What a promise. And, and I want to say to people that who, who think about poor people around the country, you know, um, this is where faith can take over. If you yeah. can be, you can be the most poor person in the world. If you take hold of that promise, yeah. right? Think, I'm going to seek first the God at Kenya yeah. with the little I have, with whatever, however little it what is. little there God is. God promises. Yeah. That's a promise. And yeah. we need to uh, live under that, you know, and I mean, no matter how much we have. Yeah, because, I mean, it's like your next question is like, why do people come to America today, hmm. God or money? And I mean, some of that, you know, there is God and money in that. I don't, I don't believe many are crossing for religious freedom or that, oh, the American nation is a nation where I can go and worship God freely. But I will say this, that the American nation still represents the largest place of hope. Mm-hmm. And then when you tie that faith to hope, right. you know, then, you know, they may receive that, you know, but I would say that most people are fleeing to America because there is an opportunity to obtain money and that money and that opportunity gives them hope. Um, we were just in Mexico and, you know, hope is that greatest currency yeah. that, you know, is given to the poor there and through, it was called actually home, hope, homes of hope yeah. is the ministry, but just to, Give them that hope that now you have a home. Right. So take that one off the list. You no longer have a dirt floor. You have a cement floor. Now move forward. And I think that currency of hope is so tied to our faith. Like our faith is rooted in our hope. Right. And that hope of Jesus' return, that hope of, yes, he will provide for us if we seek first the kingdom of God. I think where a lot of people get confused, and I think these questions help drill down, is what is the kingdom of God, and how do I live in that kingdom and put it first? Mm. Yeah, so now we get a little more personal, right, as we move in these questions. The next one is, you know, what do we choose to do with the Sabbath and Sunday? Uh What are money? Well, what am I doing with my weekend, right? And uh, historically, we're a Judeo-Christian nation. Saturday is always the Sabbath, technically speaking, um, and that's never changing. Um, We're free from the law, so we're we're free from all the specific laws, but uh, the command still is to honor the Sabbath, right, is to um, the importance of rest. And Sunday is the day of the Lord, the day Mm -hmm. Jesus rose, and the early Christians were all Jewish, so they... they, um, you know, uh, observed the Sabbath, and on Sunday morning they gathered for worship as uh-huh. a church. I mean, as more Gentiles came into the church, obviously less was focused on the Sabbath and more on the Lord's Day on Sunday. Well, yeah, absolutely. But the question comes, wow, well, boy, what is ingrained in how I see my weekend? Is it, uh, boy, am I letting God direct that, or money and luxury and leisure and whatever it's just a a question to uh, think about who am i honoring there yeah and how do you honor it i mean it's like do you honor it with faith like god's gonna provide Mm -hmm. like am i gonna become anxious over this or am i gonna trust in god to provide because i think as soon as we move our focus away from the kingdom of god and his currency of faith then we focus more on ourselves that's it you know and our children today are living in a culture that is constantly teaching them and pushing them to believe we are our best answer the buck stops with us there's 
If we don't change the environment, the environment will fall apart, and it's on us. If we don't change poverty, it's on us. If we don't change social justice, it's on us, and that we're our best answer. And so when you look at that, well, then, yeah, you've got to make sure you're stacking the right amount of money in your account. You've got to be stacking the right money in your accounts for your children's colleges, for your daughter's weddings. And I'm not saying that we don't do what is right with our money, but I'm, I'm saying that we're not our best answer answer like you know when i look at college costs today i'm like wow you know there's never going to be a moment in time that i'm going to have enough to where i can just say i can write a check for my kids college i'm going to have to trust in god and faith for scholarships and for favor for from college campuses and for my children to steward themselves right as they learn and grow absolutely to know that it will it will pan out but there may be moments that i don't have the answer And that's where it's going to be faith and it's going to be in prayer. But to allow that to consume me, I am not taking care of the kingdom work. I am not in, you know, trusting in God completely. Yeah, that's it, Chris. And, uh, you know, I think the Sabbath, we need to, you know, we've kind of taken such a grace approach. I think we need to contemplate, again, that fourth Mm -hmm. commandment, the seriousness, like you said earlier. Yeah. Well, am I really – the idea of the Sabbath ultimately is, look, I work – you know, the, during the week, and, and, and boy, this day I'm giving to the Lord. I'm going to rest. Yeah. I'm going to trust Him to provide because yeah. I'm, it's honoring Him, right? There's a faith priority oh, yeah. that we need to restore, right, today mm-hmm. because we are workaholics and we oh, yeah. do get caught up in, I, I got to, you know, I, I got to work. And uh, rather than, no, Lord, I'm going to trust you with yeah. this. And that's what He commanded the Israelites to do. Trust me, right? Is, oh, yeah. I, I will provide for you, but you need to honor the Sabbath. You know? Yeah. And um, so there's a whole other discussion about how we honor the Sabbath well, yeah. and what that I mean, looks you know, like. So. And I mean, it's like, you know, practically, you know, the Sabbath is just this day of rest where you are not gathering for yourself, right. you know, and that rest may be rest with the family. That rest may be, you know, just taking time and saying, okay, there is a, there's a lot more of time that I can read his word, that I can be with him in that day because the grind isn't there. Right. And it is a day where I'm not gathering for myself. Yeah, I think you know you and I have talked about before. I think yeah. this this drive to produce, and oh to, heck yeah, and to do right yeah. is upon us. And uh, and you know people who are producers, doers, yeah. more than others. But boy, it's hard to say. Look, I, I'm going to choose not to produce mm-hmm. right today. I, I'm going to just focus on fellowship, focus on God, focus on relationship, yep. rest in Him, and trust Him. And uh, that is very hard to do. That's a spiritual yeah. discipline that we need to uh, really recover. In Absolutely. This, you know, so, yeah, the next one, you know, we kind of amp things up here. You know, who do we work for, God or money? Well, I work at the church, so obviously I work for God. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, you yeah, know, it's right. still, it's the paycheck, it's the thing. And it's like, yeah, like, do are we busy thinking in that kingdom mentality? Like, how does your job how does your work advance the kingdom of god because you're in that place right. you know like have have you been put there and this is your joy and this is your passion and calling but are you still like wait a minute how can i advance the kingdom of god in my workplace how can i look for those who are troubled how can i operate in the prophetic and say god who do you have a word for today in the office that then will eventually come to know you more and so there is this connection i think so many people want to just lock it down to you know well that's how i make my paycheck but the light that we're supposed to be in the darkness is supposed to be our primary thought yeah and then when we are that light in the darkness, then guess what? We are accelerated in the workplace. Yeah. 
you know, it's funny, um, it, this dates both of us, but remember 38 Special? Oh, yeah, 38 Special, working for the weekend. Oh, everybody's working <laughs> for the weekend. Yeah, we just dated ourselves. Mm-hmm. But uh, go check it out. It's actually a cool song. Um, but, uh, you know, it's a revolutionary But actually, concept. it was Lover Boy. Oh, you're right. Yeah, 38 it wasn't Special. Oh, yeah, that's 38 true. Special dealt with much they deeper were more Southern rock and Southern Rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lover yeah, Boy right. was more correction. of the party nice. weekend you're, thing. Exactly, there. exactly. So, but, yeah, but, I mean, it is. It's like, who do I work for, God or money? It's, it's revolutionary right? yeah. to, to think it will revolutionize how we view our work, our attitude, uh, everything. Yeah. You know, if we think, hey, I'm getting up today, I'm, I'm going to honor, God is going to hold me accountable. I'm honoring him ultimately, mm-hmm. even if we have a, we hate our job or we hate our boss or yeah. whatever the situation is, is, and no matter how long we're in that job. Yeah. Uh, boy, I'm to honor God with yeah. my my work ethic. You know, especially now, let's just drill in here with yeah. all the people working at home remotely. Absolutely, man. Let me tell you, it, it, it's no when nobody's watching. Well, but God is watching. And yeah, I thinking, okay, God, uh, I'm working for you. I'm going to do a good yeah. job. And you know, some of our our listeners who are <clears throat> just out of college, kind of adulting, right into yeah. the work world. This is such a huge thing, right? Mm-hmm. To really get perspective on uh, this isn't uh, you know about having everything you you want, yeah. you know, in a job. Uh, it's about trusting God and, and listening to calling and honoring Him, even in those you know first jobs or whatever that might just uh, you might hate. You yeah. know what I mean? But tr- but but honoring Him right with our work ethic. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, when I was out of college for the second time, you know, um, I was working for a company called the Black IP. I had managed. I had you know when I waited tables, I had cooked. I had done everything for the Black IP, but I just needed currency. You know, I had a lot of debt from college. Had a lot of debt from my dad's medical bills, and so I'm now becoming a manager for the Black IP. And I remember, and I, w- I was still a fairly new Christian, super on fire. You know, just like oh, Jesus is everything. And you know, the training lady who was training me was just like, my goodness, Chris, you are excelling so well, like. Um, you must want to be the president someday of the Black IP, and I just I didn't want to tell her like, lady, my aspirations go way beyond this. You know, this is a paycheck right now, and I just looked at her and I said, you know, I really live in the belief that I'm working for God and not for the company, and to honor God, I need to be the best. And she was just floored, but. For the younger people who are in that generational gap, you may not be in that final resting place of work and provision and living out your calling, even for the kingdom. But just because you're in what you might describe as a dead-end job, you still should be the best because you are one of God's children. So your light should shine brighter in work ethics and ability and, you know, just dialing it in. Yeah, that's good. You know. Let's drill in a little deeper. Um, oh, this one's good. Yeah, what do I fear losing more? You know, God or money? And you say, well, I can't lose God. Amen um, to that. You know, that's a that's a big question, mm-hmm. you know, is, well, you know, we can. We can lose God. And uh, I'm just going to leave it at that. Yeah. Let, let, that uh, let, let that linger in <laughs> well, the I, theological ether uh, world out there. We can lose God. And... um uh, this I, is where faith comes in. I gotta, I gotta drill in on that one. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I can't leave them just hanging on that. I mean, because we've been looking at that in our, um, Wednesday morning, um, high school breakfast. Dan Dangler, area director of Young Life, has been really processing, just walking them through legacy. And then this last week, he switched over from that legacy aspect of what do we leave to we have salvation in God and we also have fellowship with God. Yeah. 
And though our salvation may be secure, our fellowship with God is not secure. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, fellowship is that intertwining of how much he's in our life, how much he's, we're in conversation with him. Do I go left? Do I go right? Do I answer B or A on this multiple choice question? That fellowship with God is why we must protect ourselves with purity. Yeah, and must protect ourselves with purity of heart. Like, you know, like, oh, I'm like, when I die, I go to heaven. Great. But I want fellowship with God here, spurring on my faith, challenging my faith. Right. So that way, if I did lose everything tomorrow, I'm like, God is with me. He's yeah. not against me. Right. His fellowship and his but guidance that's an, will guide me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The wrench in that is yeah. um, James, faith without works is dead. Mm-hmm. So I can't I, – this is where I think we've gone wrong. We've, we've, yeah. we've held this idea out there that I can have faith for salvation but not be a disciple, but not yeah. have fellowship, but not yeah. do things for God. Uh, boy, the scripture, there's very little support for that. And yeah. for the whole book of – the whole book there, in the book of Hebrews, there's five warning statements. It says, watch out lest you drift away. Yeah. Lest you lose God. Lest you lose faith in God. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm not making a statement on, you know, that you can lose your salvation. I'm yeah. just saying that, um, boy, the the reality, the only assurance that I have yeah. of my salvation in Jesus is if I'm fleshing that faith out. Well, yeah, and right. that's in the fellowship. I mean, that's right. in the daily, like, he is with me and I'm working for him. So you've got to keep that paramount. If you yeah. don't keep that paramount, then, yeah. yeah, you are lost, and you are definitely being transformed mm-hmm. more by the world and less by the Word of God and less by his breath yeah. through the Holy Spirit in you. Yeah. And so, I mean, that's the sweet spot. You want to stay there. Absolutely. And then when you slip away and you fall back and you do become overwrought with fear and anxiety, you've got to get back into that fellowship you've got to get back into and this circles back around yeah. to what we've talked a lot about about faith friends man yeah. if i want my faith stoked i've got to put myself around people of faith uh-huh if not absolutely guess what i'm going to lose my faith my faith yeah. is going to fade away yeah uh, real quick especially in this climate right um yeah. and probably even more important for well i shouldn't say that. I, I, it's important for everybody it's important especially for, everybody. for young people for young people uh, because peer group is so well, yeah i mean you know and the you know. young people just haven't you know put the traction of okay yeah. i'm out of fellowship with god i need to get back in with him mm-hmm. i need to get back focused on him so if they detour from that and they don't have the traction under them it's harder for them to make that course correction absolutely back to him all right well we've um let's hit some of these pretty quick yeah what gives me joy sure god or money oh that's one's been really you know um that new car that new job that new house you know boy or is it god you know this is where we just have to take time to let the Spirit really convict us and, and, and reveal our heart. Where is my security? Ultimately, mm-hmm. man, is it God or my money? Like yeah. you said, we're all, we look at our, you know, inflation's up 8.5% yeah. right now. Yeah. It's like higher than ever, and there's doomsday out there. Well, and we're looking at our savings account, you know, or is it, Lord, I, you know, if yeah. you have blessed me, I trust in you. Um, what do I primarily think about? Hmm. Mm. God or money. Boy, I God mean, or money. Uh, you know, again, and, and money here meaning anything of the world, yeah, right? Just, um, uh, boy, what was my mind set upon? Uh, so, um, yeah, there's a lot we could mm-hmm. go there. What controls my giving to Jesus' church? Whoa. Well, yeah. um, boy, you know, uh, again, that's, uh, as we see in Scripture, G- yeah. Jesus over and over again, Old Testament or New Testament, that um, that's 
uh, that really shows our Lord, the Lordship aspect in my life. What, who's the Lord of my money? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, uh, so that's a big one. Um, what do I study more? Mm. You know, boy. Well, um, yeah. I mean, you know, that was a hard one, you know, it's like, hard one. you know, in the sense of like when I was like, so getting into rock climbing, I was like reading every rock climbing magazine, you know? And so our passions can steer us away. And then you're like, well, I know every single knot under the world for rock climbing but do i understand all of god's principles and so i think that's a big one to check like just you know and it's not like you know how many hours are you putting in the bible and and i think it's important here is it's not exclusive nor rock climbing doesn't have to be separate from god you want to bring god into the rock climbing and use you right just that we're uh, praying continuously right that he's a part of all these things but is he right is he and and are we taking the same diligence in really drilling into uh to study God's word. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, um, hey, what motivates me, God or money? Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with money, I think, motivating us, but we have to be careful. What Timothy, First Timothy 6 says is that the desire to get rich. Yeah. If my motivation is out of a desire to get rich, uh, the scripture says that's going to lead, it's going to kill my faith. Oh, absolutely. And, yeah. uh, you know, so, uh, boy, yeah. Um, and this, and I think these things can only really be fleshed yeah. out in a spiritual formation kind of a discipleship, yeah. where we really drill in, where somebody really knows us and can call us on mm-hmm. our life habits. How, what yeah. are we really doing? Um, final one is, hey, uh, who do I love? Yeah, God or money? The affection of my heart, ultimately. And um, boy, we each have to just be able to go before God and. Uh, and I can't say, oh, no, I love you, God, more than money. If uh, I haven't answered all these other, other questions, questions we just first, talked about, yeah. right, uh, I can't. You can't get to that bottom root issue of yeah. where do you are. Yeah. And, I mean, you made a great statement in the message on Sunday that, talking about that faith is to be expanded and it should grow, you know, in how we use mm-hmm. it. And I, and I think that's, like, one of the, the big signs, like, is your faith growing? Is your faith what you're talking about with your friends? Um, you know, how are you trusting in God for everything? Right. And when you, when you look at that and you multiply that over to, like, children and how they see parents living and how they see other young adults living, mm-hmm. you know, when you have that faith, then you have joy, yep. and then you have hope, and all of those things just point back to God that he's in control and that he has everything. One of the guys I was discipling, you know, his family's been going through some rough times, and I'm like, you know, you're going to have some ups and downs in this, yeah. and you got to process it, but in the end, if you're trusting in God for his provision through these rocky times, then everything is going to work out, Yeah, and so I think if you're not seeing your faith grown, that might be something that you really look at. Like, how can you grow your yeah. faith? And I think that just goes back in summary to the statement that, you know, there are two systems, the yeah. world and its currency of money and its ruler, which is the devil, and the kingdom of God, its currency, which is faith, and Jesus is the ruler. Um, and am I growing? Your know, faith, that's Matthew 17, as a mustard seed. Yeah. There should be a growth. And, yeah. and the only way to grow our faith is to step out in faith, exercise our faith. Right? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, it's good stuff. Right? All right. Well, hey, you can always reach us at rootissues at ccaspen.com. If you have any comments or questions, we'd love to get your feedback and love to answer any of those questions. Thanks so much for tuning in to this midweek jolt and just a check in on your faith try to expand it and grow it and if you ever need more suggestions just reach out and we'll send them your way thanks so much for tuning in